on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air Yeah And the screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is to go on this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Plum Live Sports Talk We are live here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona uh, Are we in Tempe? Are we close by? It's all the same uh, we have a great show. It's going to go by fast. We have Deborah Debris in here. Go to yoclearedge.com and check that out. Alex in the studio, as always. And we have Mike. Mike, you doing Samurai Comic. Yeah, right? that's right. I'm Samurai here in town. And we, we're we going to talk a lot of football. And Mike is a huge fan. He does fantasy as well as uh, Alex. And Alex does fantasy on and off the field. You better believe <laughs> it. <laughs> Never forget it. So we, we're going to get into a lot of that. We want to get a fan's perspective, uh, you know, watch the games. He was a long-time Cardinal fan. You just opened up a new store in Mesa, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. You, want, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yep. We uh, a big-time chain here in town, Atomic Comics, unfortunately went out of business, so we were able to jump in, um, go into the Mesa area. So we got stores now in the West Valley and Avondale. we got uh, Central Phoenix, and now we got uh, Mesa. So you're you're trying to lock up all the areas, all the main Indeed, areas. Indeed, man, comic book empire. Okay, you, nobody's drawing. It's just a you just selling comic just books. Just selling, selling comics and toys and action figures. I and mean, we got we got very old action figures. Toys, yeah. Alex. So <laughs> we got <laughs> we got toys over there. Oh my god! So you got the good stuff. You got the Marvel comics. You have the uh, what, what are the other one? Well, who was uh, Justice League? Superman. Yeah, Super DC Frank. Comics. DC is what's Comics. In the news right now. That's the big thing. They they relaunched their entire universe. So. 52 new number ones came out, so brand new detective number one, action number one. So, What does uh, something like that run? Because I know they new classics. Book, yeah, well, new books these days cover prices like two ninety nine or three ninety nine. but, you know, when you're talking the uh, the classics and, in, you know, mint condition, you can millions of dollars. Millions so, of dollars? Yeah. yeah. For, for some, seven, yeah, seven pages? For, for, uh, for some <laughs> paper, printed paper, yep. That reminds me of, you guys see that movie with... Um, Mr. Glass, what was his Samuel L. Jackson? He was getting them comic books. Yeah, it was. I can't even think of the name of the movie, but it was a good movie. But every time he walks, steps are wrong. He breaks oh, something on his body. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Glass. So a million dollars for a classic. Right. Yep. Ooh wee. <laughs> Ooh wee. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get around some football. Deborah, you got anything new since we talked last? Uh, I've got uh, three of my players made it into the practice squad, so they're... Practice squad is good. Yeah, they're, they were disappointed, and then when we got them back into the, holy man, you're right there. You know, you are going to be looked at and watched, and you've got opportunities to make it in. You know, nobody wants to bet on injuries, but right. possibilities are there. They were disappointed for making a practice squad? Did, well, did any of them get drafted? No, I didn't. No, they were all uh, free agents. You bet it is. That's a win. Yeah. You can't be disappointed about that. Practice squad, it's kind of, I, I can uh, correlate it to this. When you go to college, uh, you know, 
if you redshirt that first year, you got so much learning to do. Uh, and it benefits you. You can get the system down, how college works. You can get the classroom system down. Uh, you get to learn the campus. But these guys, they've been in the camp, even though it was an abbreviated camp, they could only have 14 practices. Uh, it's benefit them if a team likes them that much to put them on practice squad. Anybody from around the league can get them, pick them up on any practice squad. So it's right. good. They're still available. Just yeah. make sure you being on the right team and going to the right team is is huge. So yeah, exactly. They've changed their mindset now to um, they're going to they prove, did prove you, them. You did well. Yes, yes, and <laughs> <laughs> and you know from day to day, I told them it's a moment to moment game, just like anything else here on the practice squad. Man, you better be out there showing everything you've got. Yeah, there's so many so many injuries this uh, this first week of football. Exactly. Key players too. Key yeah, players. absolutely. Alex, what you take away from the first week? I know we we start with the Green Bay Packers. Last time, last Tuesday, uh, the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers, and the New Orleans Saints were playing on that Thursday. Mm-hmm. So that was the first game of the season. Although it was a lot of exciting games, uh, give me your first week. Well, one thing that I saw right off the bat was that um, special teams defense is lacking supremely. Like that's one thing that I think with the lockout and with um, no t- no OTAs. Three punt returns for touchdowns, three kickoff returns for touchdowns. Even if they move the kickoff line up five yards, hasn't mattered. I mean, the punt returns is really what, because um, punt return coverage is a little bit more difficult. So you could see, I mean, there's definitely problems with special teams around the league. And I think it just has to do with lack of practice. And, and high scores in general. Like defenses, there have been high score. Pittsburgh gave up 35 points this week. Pittsburgh defense. Uh, Green Bay gave up. Uh, I can't remember. Green Bay gave up uh, 34 to New Orleans Saints. Right. Well, I mean, and the Saints are, you know, the Saints are uh, offense heavy, but right. But still, I mean, it's there have been high high scores around the league, definitely. This you whole probably weekend. can almost expect that the first game. Uh, and you mentioned special teams. They don't get to practice a lot anyway. Even if they had a full normal camp. They may have a uh, special team wise in a week, probably an hour. That's in a week, 15, 15 here and there. Uh, so they don't get to practice a lot like you practice the offensive defense, and that's why that coach gets so scrutinized a lot, special teams wise, because you have to make it work. You have to have the crazier p- people on the team on special team who doesn't mind running down there and getting knocked in the head. The kickoff return, it, it, it mattered not because putting them back or putting the kickoff up. It was eight returns. I think that's the NFL record. Oh, eight. Eight returns total for the first week. It was the NFL record. These guys are still bringing them out. These guys, all they did was made these guys set records. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. So as a fan, Mike, yeah, with the million yeah. dollar comic books. What, what did you get out of that? <laughs> you know, it's funny the kickoff return thing. That was one of the things that kind of bothered me with uh, Rod Stevens howling. I mean, with you know, we got some weapons on this team, but uh, but yeah, I mean, looking what's going on out there, um, I think it's fine that. Uh, People are going to be bringing him back, and it's still exciting football. Oh, I thought it would affect guys like Devin Hester, but he's still a talent anyway. You could get it on the, the, end, the back of the end zone and still make things happen. Josh Cribb over in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of guys out there. Punt returning is still punt returning. There was a lot of those, as you mentioned, Alex, that went out as far as the punt returning. Uh, the first week of the season was a record-setting. We talk about Tom Brady. You guys watched yeah. that game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, That was incredible. That was incredible. You can talk all you want about what Wills Walker does as far as going across the middle of short routes. This guy went 99 yards yesterday, last night. 99 yards. That was just that was an all-out Madden, all-out blitz that just <laughs> it, it just went wrong. Um, but even besides that, he would have thrown for over 400 yards. Yeah. I mean, 933 total yards with, between the two quarterbacks. If you take away the sack yard, it's just 908 total yards of passing. And, and uh, uh, Chad Henney threw for 416, and he's not even in the... 
And he and he ran 59 yards in a touchdown also. Yeah, because you think about Chad Hanning for the Miami Dolphins. He was always the, you know, I thought he played an excellent game last he did. night. He did. I thought Miami was hanging in there. I thought Miami would have the better defense to compete with these guys. They do have to play each other once again in uh, New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that game turned out. But both quarterbacks played well. There's a lot of yards. There's, a, there's probably been like 15, 300-yard passing games. And that can, you know, you can look at the camps they didn't have. You can look at defenses weren't ready. Um, the the uh, free agency frenzy that had to go on to you had to get the people in there. Uh, but it was a lot of too many 300-yard games out there, Deborah. So one of the things I look at is when you mention not having as much time to practice. I agree. You know, any time you can practice on the field is great. But I teach my guys how to practice in their minds, you know, to the, do the imagination so they actually – they can practice without practicing. You know, my guys are practicing when they're going to sleep at night. They're practicing when they first wake up in the morning so that they have that comfort level whenever they're on the field that they've done it over and over and over again because they've done it in their mind first. Yeah, and I've always said that if you are listening, 888-346-9144, call into the show. Wear your Energy Force bracelet. Uh, maybe wearing something else. Uh, we'll see. Call in. I keep mine on. Alex is looking. He's looking at my wrist because my testimony. Just making sure. Just making sure. If you find me without mine, then I'll buy yours. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking at my wrist for. Uh, but yeah, mentally, you can play the game and and prepare for it. I know I did it as far as I thought about football. I watched the film. I ran the plays over over in my mind. I ran the defense, the practice that we had all week. And when I got on the field on Sundays. It just slowed the game down. You play exactly. with a calm mind. Yes. It slows everybody down around you. When you first come in, like your three free agents, I mean, yeah, free agency right. that you have at the price squad, everything probably was moving fast for those guys. Absolutely, yeah. and they've made those comments. Right. And you and I have talked about the slowing it down a bit because the mind becomes comfortable with the fact that you've done it over and over again, and not only does it slow the game down, you now can be extremely creative when things are happening that uh, are unexpected. Right, and you go into a... Let me use the matrix. You can go into the matrix. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> absolutely. That's exactly what it's like. You go into the matrix, and everybody around you is moving slow but you. And that, that's a great way to play uh, football. Now, the, the quarterbacks just do it a whole lot. They should do it because they have so many calls and plays. Right. It's a 30-second call just to run one play, which is crazy. Um, what else we got? More. Ex- I, I got a question. Do you think that um, college football players have more trouble uh, with the mental toughness, because I mean, people watch college football and they don't see these kids as teenagers. They don't see quarterbacks like Tommy Reese from uh, Notre Dame's 19 years old, and he's playing in front of 115,000 people, and the, it's like a huge, huge field. Like, do you think that the mental toughness is more difficult for them or easier because they don't, they're not aware of the real whole situation that's going on? Well, I think mental toughness is somewhat dependent on the individual. So, you know, some guys have learned from their younger years and of their upbringing and stuff how to really remain calm in any situation. Most players in their college level, um, they've got teams that are built around them. Mm-hmm. You know, the players, the coaches and everybody knows uh, what their teams are like. They put together a team to work around their very best players. You get up into the NFL, everybody's talented. So it's not a matter of talent anymore. Now it's the mind and emotions. And any time you get into a situation where you are unfamiliar, which is what these guys have gone through when they move from college into pros. Now, all of a sudden, you've got guys that end up uh, in the headlines of being a disappointment because they haven't learned how to handle that mental and emotional aspect. What about the uh, kids? You mentioned that the kids in the World Series game. I don't know if you guys watched the World Series. Mm-hmm. There they were about 60,000 people just to watch those guys uh, play, and these kids were 12 years old, yeah. right? 
So you can look at it that way. You get prepared for that as you're growing up in the sports field. You don't go to Notre Dame if you're not ready to play in front of 108 or Michigan or the Ohio State. They have easily 110,000 people mm-hmm. at their game, home games uh, six times a year. So you, you, it's, it does depend on the person if you prepare for that. And the coaches also have, they stress that during practice. you got to be able to play in front of this many people. Well, once the game starts, I don't think you even notice that many people, unless they're cheering for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or heavily against you, yeah, as yeah, they sure. were at the Broncos. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So you guys watch the Broncos. Mike, what's your favorite team outside of the Cardinals? Outside of the Cardinals? Well, actually, I was a uh, Raiders fan before the Cardinals moved here. I was born and raised in Arizona, but my roommate was from the Bay Area, so he got me into football, and I was a you know, black and silver fan. And then Cardinals moved here, and I'm like, that's it. That's my team now. I see. I think every Raiders fan is... Crazy, or oh, have a screw loose. I, I do for real. And you, you look at the uh, you look at their stadium. Most of those people out there with the good seats, the forty yard line. They, most of them doctors and lawyers have mm-hmm. a professional business, and they dressing up like it's October thirty four. Painted faces. And yeah, they are good fans. They oh, know yeah. their stuff. They come and I, and we. I have this conversation with uh, people a lot. Who are the better fans in the league? The Cardinals are getting there because the organization is starting to do more more professional things as far as keeping players, bringing the right players in instead of just going to get an Emmitt Smith who shouldn't have been here. He should have left Damian Anderson at running back. They're doing the right things now, but the fans in Oakland, they know your history. They know where you come from. They know your family members. I was stretching in the end zone. They were talking about my grandmother. It wasn't bad. It was just knowing where I was from. So um, I think the Oakland, the Oakland fans are probably the most intricate, intriguing Fans in the country. You know, I um, I tailgate before every Cardinal game. But uh, once a year, I used to go out to Oakland and go to one game, and it doesn't even compare. I mean, it is insane out there. You know, like like here, you know, it's getting better. You see mostly red now, but you see a lot of people in other teams' jerseys. Right. You won't even think about doing that out <laughs> when you're out in that parking lot in Oakland. Well, they'll well, kill you. Get you. Shot. Yeah. yeah. Or stab. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know how you go to a game with a weapon. Intentionally, and I, maybe you can keep it in your car. But um, you go to an Oakland game; it's a good chance you will get in a fight, stabbed, or shot. That that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's scary over there. I used to have a problem with uh, uh, teams coming in here for the Arizona Cardinals coming in here, and they having all like Oakland would come here. It was all black and silver, all black and silver. Or Dallas would come in, Philadelphia Giants. <laughs> for a lot of times, it was a lot of teams coming in. But the Cardinals took the right steps. They're doing the right thing as an organization. So that'll get better. We'll take a break. This is Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. We'll come back. We'll talk some more sports, finish up on some football, get into some baseball. But Alex might talk about Serena going crazy again. Deborah. I'd go crazy if I got if I got beat like that, too. It was only a $2,000 <laughs> fine, though. Michael Jordan had a $100,000 fine. Oh, exactly. We'll be yeah. back in 90 minutes, seconds. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football 
airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Palm Live Sports Talk. We have a live studio in here, DebraDebrisYourClearEdge.com. Check that out. Um, we're probably going to mention something about Manny Ramirez and you know athletes when they get done playing how they can and cannot adjust to life mm-hmm. and you got a situation like Manny yeah the alumni yeah but you can go to uh, SamuraiComics.com Mike check out the comics uh, you got 52 new editions do you got any million dollar ones up there or even even if you want to say it on air do you yeah I know no unfortunately not but uh, but I'll tell you maybe you can use some of your connections and get some of these uh you know, local athletes into comic books, and then you start shopping my store. Uh, these clowns are into comic books. They are. Uh, most of them are comics. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, because I grew up watching the Super Friends, Justice League. Uh, you know, what I like now is where, who does the uh, Wolverine movies? The, um, I like Jackman. Yeah, yeah, no, the comics. The, but where they come from? Marvel comics. Marvel, Marvel comics, yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, Spider-Man was Stan Lee does that stuff. Yep. So I, I like all that stuff, and they grew up doing it. Doing watching comics and enjoying it, but now they so they're machines now, so they programmed to only do one thing. That's why I was talking to Deborah. When it's over, when that one thing is over, then they lose their mind. Uh, you got a situation like Manny Ramirez. He said he hit his wife and domestic violence after all the time. He went through a whole lot while he was playing, especially when he went to the Dodgers and he was taking that woman's HGAC something like that. And he's putting in his body. He said he didn't know. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I really don't. Well, it sounds what like trigger, what triggers these guys afterwards? Well, it sounds like uh, they've got some comments out there too that he's uh, got some chemicals in him that he shouldn't have in him right now as well, and anger issues that are coming up. And you like know, when that, guys uh, are dandelion hooch, yeah, <laughs> that dandelion wine from back in the uh, Chicago days. Um, <laughs> I guess, like I said, it was cheap, and it'll, it'll get you drunk just like the others will. Um, I'm still drunk from the weekend. You got guys that are another conversation. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. They got billboards up about that. Um, when they're coming out of, you know, I don't care what sport it is, and you, you know, from a little kid all the way up through the pros, you've been told how great you are and everything, you know, is is around you and your sport, and all of a sudden you're not that person anymore, right. and you don't know who you are. Uh, and that becomes a really scary situation. So, and you've not been taught how to figure out who you are in this new world. Nobody's got microphones in your face saying how great you are. Talk to me about this. You don't go into restaurants and people are all over you like they were before. Your entourage has gone away. Right. And all of a sudden you're left with you. 
And that's Speaking scary. of uh, Entourage, last season was it's over with now. Last last show was last weekend. Yeah, uh, I watched it last night actually. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. I cried yeah. for an hour. <laughs> for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and Deborah, what you're saying is is very true mm-hmm. because there's nobody. When you're making millions of dollars, those people around you. When you don't, you can see them mm-hmm. falling off quick. Yeah. If you go to from three million to two million, you lose a million. Right. Of and you, people around you. So. And you've got everybody around you when you're making the big bucks, and you just don't know who to trust. Right. You know, it's it's the boys that you've had with you from when you were young, but even some of those can change. They change when the money changes. Exactly. They, they, it's crazy that these are your friends. They grew up with you. They knew you played ball. They had the same opportunity to play ball, but they got sidetracked. Um, on their own, they, they it was things out there they wanted, and they wanted them right now. But those guys who sustain and let it happen and do the right, take the right steps, these are guys that were with you and they saw you make this money, and then all of a sudden they changed because they always say you changed. Right, exactly. Because it's easier to point at somebody else than yeah, to point is. at yourself. And if they don't want to do the hard work, it's better to be what I consider like a parasite that they're going to hang on and say, well, I must be great because I'm hanging around you and you're right. great. I and mean, you get into all the uh, spots free. You get to free loaner cars and all that right. stuff. It's, it's crazy. Girls show up because you're hanging with somebody else who's great and, mm. you know, all sorts of goodies. Mike, let me ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as, as, a, as a fan, um, what do you like or dislike about the athletes, not just football? Football may be crazier. Basketball could be just as because they don't have helmets on. You can see these guys. Um, they don't. We don't bring guns to the arena and shoot up things. But as a fan, what do you dislike about you know an athlete or like? I don't know. I mean, dislike the off-the-field issues. I mean, like, you know, the Manny Ramirez is a, is a good thing there. I mean, the, um, I've got a... A personal thing with uh, with domestic violence. I lost my uh, my niece uh, was shot and killed by by her boyfriend. So when I see things like that, I mean it's just it's horrible. And to think that um, that goes on it seems far too often. You know, with with athletes, it's, that's bothersome. But on the good side, um, just the off the field stuff. I mean, so many of them do do so much, and, and so much that's unsung that you kind of like it falls between the cracks of the the headlines, or it's in the columns of the you know, between the columns of the newspaper, and you find out that hey, they're out there in the community, they're doing stuff, they're they're active with uh, with charities and stuff. Um, and then the Cardinals are doing a great job now too. I've been going to training camp since, you know, way way back before your day. In fact, I got an autograph from you at uh, at training camp one year um, back when uh, that thing right there, a classic, like them comic books. <laughs> yep, million dollar million dollar signature. So the fan experience. I mean, those guys are just great about. Uh, Interacting with fans and taking time after practice and giving autographs and stuff. Yeah, that's why I don't understand. I get to you, Alex. I don't understand the um, comments made by Serena. Sometimes you can play with a passion that comes across as you arrogant. Um, Sabrina, uh, Serena Williams just got fined two thousand dollars, but this is her second incident yelling at the referees or the line judge. Uh, she just went off, and I think it consumed most of her her tennis play uh, that day, that round. When she was just constantly going back and forth with the um, the judge, line judge, yeah, and she, not just refocusing and getting down to business, you are already one of the best in the world. So your uh, chances of winning are higher than normal. Yeah, uh, with her, um, she's she had a freak injury, and she's just frustrated. Like, she's frustrated. It seems her, like she's that. not used to. She's always, ever since she came out of the scene. Venus won a few in the beginning, but once Serena hit it, she's been number one in her head. Everywhere around, and then now she's had this freak injury. She's trying to rehab, and when she gets into a final, she's used to winning. Yeah. And when she gets embarrassed like that, she's not she's used to dealing crazy. with that. 
So, I mean, and that kind of goes into my point of, like, with, with Manny is that um, when these professional athletes sign these contracts, it's not like one of those, one of the, uh, one of the clauses isn't you need to be a role model now. So a lot of them don't know how to deal with acting like uh, an upstanding citizen all the time because they're in the public eye. Ever since they, in, when they sign that contract and get on the field, whatever field it is, and make that money, they have to be a perfect human being off the field or it's going to be in the news. So a lot of times people can't, don't know how to deal with it. Like with Manny, yeah, Manny is... Manny being Manny, they made a they made a saying for him because he always did what he wanted, and he just happened to be a freak athlete, so he kind of got away with it. Well, there was no reason for him to change. Uh, if he if, if you got a guy who's always done what he wanted, always been given things, he he's not going to change, and money's not going to do that. I think um, I, I really think a lot of these guys who get this money and get this fame, fortune, nobody ever teach them how to hold on to it. And I'm not making well, yeah. I'm not making excuses for these guys. I just seen it. Uh, firsthand, nobody teach them how to hold on to their money, how to change. Because you're now in the public eye, you can't do that idiotic stuff that you do and done and getting away with it. Uh, now you got to be accountable for a whole lot of other things. Because there are, whether they want to believe it or not, there are kids watching. Kids are yeah. watching. If you're raising your parent, your kids right, parents, then they, you know how to separate. I don't care how great a guy is, you know how to separate. This guy doing this nonsense that you hear about all the time, as opposed to this guy who's like, like you were saying, Mike, the foundational work they do. Not all of them do foundation, foundational work, and that, that doesn't make them bad. But you got to be able to separate those, those guys. Yeah, but look at what were you telling me about the fight in, in Miami in a high school football game? It was wow, that was okay. crazy. It was so like, that happened, um, and you mm -hmm. see Pittsburgh and it was and a little league game. It wasn't even oh, high school. Which is even more. Yeah. Crazy. So then, so then you see um, Pittsburgh and Baltimore this weekend fighting. There's fights on the football field all the time. Yeah. They usually get squashed. But if you don't look at the correlation between the two, kids don't. Kids watch football on Sundays. They see it happening, and maybe, maybe subconsciously, maybe consciously, they think it's okay to do it. Yeah, and that's why. And, and they make excuses for a Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens game because they say it's so physical. These teams don't like each other. Well, they still got to play within the rules. They still got to play with something. They respect each other. But they fight every time they play, and you do have kids watching that. You do have a lot of kids uh, being the game of that Pittsburgh and that Baltimore Ravens game. That game is glorified. You see a lot of big hits. You see these guys coming down with their helmet, but they've been playing long enough where they just happen to get away with it that time. Then you see a kid watching this game, breaks his neck, he's unconscious, he's laying on the football field, whether that's Pee Wee or up to high school or college. But, you know, the, the NFL makes a lot of money off these type of atmospheres, these type of games, and then they're finding players, but I can tell you for a fact that I got fined $7,500 for a hit, which still to this day wasn't my fault. This, um, Gosh, that. But, you know, I saw it on the uh, NFL highlights the next week, uh, the next year when they come and show big hits and stuff like that, which is which is crazy to me. I'm saying don't show that, don't put it up there, don't glorify it, right. and then have us fine. I think Alex had uh, some great words when he talked about being frustrated, embarrassed, and I'll put along with that respect, because if somebody's, you know, respect is a really big thing for athletes, athletes, you know, and as a human being. Right. So when somebody gets frustrated and embarrassed, they're going to start lashing out, and the lashing out is what ends up, you know, just screwing up games big time. Um, their own head, their own emotions, you know, get wild and crazy. Now they can't think straight. Now they're not playing like they should. And it just starts that snowball effect of going downhill that not only affects them, it affects the rest of the team as well. Yeah. 
I don't know, Mike. Do you think the um, the money messes up the game? Because it, remember, it's a game. It's football. Where you play basketball. This is stuff you're gonna do anyway. But they are paying people to do it. Well, I I definitely think that the uh, yeah, the sure. NFL needs to step back and and look. And like you said, you've got. Um, they're glorifying the hits and they're making money off of it and they got the highlight reels and everything and they really want to showcase that but then you know at the same time they turn around and find the the players that are making these hits and some of it's ridiculous like in the in the Cardinal game um, you know we got the uh, roughing the passer yeah. penalty you had a, a passer that's six foot five and you know you got to yeah. jump into the guy and um, I mean Joey Porter bounced off Cam Newton I mean right. bounced off the, he's a big man so. You know, I'm glad that they're protecting the quarterbacks, but you protecting a guy who's getting paid the highest out of most team guys on that football field. Ten of them probably totable, total. You getting paid? They're protecting this guy. You can't make a play. I know the play you talking about that the Cardinals had. Mm-hmm. He was trying to reach over somebody. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton standing right there, mm-hmm. hit his face mask. They call it uh, what is it, roughing the passer or something like that, it, which is crazy. That has to be a judgment call. That has to be a judgment call as far as the. Uh, the, the film studies, the film crews that watched every NFL game, the referee has to know that couldn't, that was not personal. He's not going to reach over and hit you in the face. He's reaching over trying to grab you. Uh, you just happened, your head just happened to be there. Right. It wasn't an intentional it wasn't grab an intentional the face mask. At all. Yeah. Well, we're going to take another break, man. We, that's, that's some good stuff. That movie I was talking about was Unbreakable. Yeah, I was right. going to say it, but I didn't no, want, no, I didn't want to no, correct no, you again. No, you That's three weeks in a row. I didn't want to do it. I wasn't wrong. You can correct me when I'm wrong. I was just couldn't think of it. Unbreakable. Monk, Monk texted to me. He emailed it to me. Or oh, whatever. Hey, this is Kwame Lodge's <laughs> <laughs> Kwam- Sports Talk. We'll be back in about how long, Monk? 90 seconds? <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Coast to coast instrumentals. 
Okay, that's not my second sports meeting. That's the next, next segment, last segment. Right now, you can call in. We got two segments left, starting with this one, 888-346-9144. Got a live studio. We got Deborah Debris. Again, check out the website, yourclearedge.com. There's a lot of stuff up there, Deborah. There is a lot of stuff up there. I got a lot of videos out there. I've got an interview with you. Which that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, you gotta gotta get me up there. That's going. <laughs> You're front page, dude. Front page, man. Home line, way to boost his ego. Way to go. <laughs> also, don't forget to check out uh, summerrawcomics.com. Correct. There's some new editions up there. I'm trying to get some guys to get the to the million dollar editions. <laughs> they can do it. They like wasting money. They buy a car. They call Spivey. Spivey. You know what? <laughs> I might call Spivey. Spivey yeah. don't got a million dollars. He don't have a million dollars, but. Well, I don't know his bank account. Anyway, there was a lot of um, high scoring. We talked the high scoring game. There was too many games of 30 points or more in the first season. And we really elaborated on that as far as camps could be a problem. There was a lot of injuries because of camps. There was a lot of uh, front page, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, well, just the defense. I don't, I don't know where the defense come. And one of those teams and games was the Arizona Cardinals against Rookie Cam Newton in the Carolina Panthers, who came out, and I thought they played well. I thought Cam was so much under control as far as the quarterback position. That's why I wish guys like Merrill Hodge would just shut up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean, he looked for everything wrong about this guy. This guy was all in the preseason. Let him learn. Let him. He he's going to have to go through that his first and second year. Just because you got drafted in the first round doesn't mean you're going to be a Peyton Manning. I know a lot of first round of guys who got cut the year later. They just got, they were fooled. They tricked the organization. They would go to Ohio State or they go to Miami and you think they can play because they're always on TV. Well, they make plays here and there on TV. Watch the games when they're not on TV. Mm-hmm. And you can run fast and jump and bench press a lot. That's stuff you can train for because the season is over. You're not taking bumps and bruises. And Arizona Cardinals gave up entirely too many points. They gave up, uh, what was it, 30, what was it, 34 points? 21. 21 points. Mm-hmm. 21 points against a Carolina rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, well, one of them was um, one of them was blown coverage. Um, Corner blitz. Yeah, and then Steve Smith just it burned him for a 77-yard touchdown. Um, Cam Newton looked he looked good. 110 passer rating, um, 420 yards total. Um, the one thing that I noticed that's different he was he was solid in the pocket. Um, he didn't scramble all that much. Um, but the one thing I noticed is that so he he was surprised when he was running and people were catching up to him because he's not used to that in college. <laughs> like he tried to he tried to get between uh, 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 the center or, or the um, nose guard or whatever the two defensive linemen and he gets caught he gets he gets you know uh, string shoot tackled yeah. and he's just he's not used to he's used to hitting that hole and being in gone. college in college that's a fifteen yarder. That yeah. may be a minus two in the pros. Yeah. Everybody runs just as fast as you do now. Even the linebackers are running mm-hmm. four threes and four mm-hmm. fours, which is crazy. But yeah, that was definitely you could see his face like, whoa, really? I just got caught, and it's just. But I mean, he threw a lot of great balls. He threw that fade pass to Steve Smith over Patrick Peterson just on the money. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got and, a gun, and, and that was great coverage too, or Patrick Peterson. Uh, but he's too young. Steve Smith is good. He's th- both of those guys are good. I think that's why he stayed in Carolina. And we're gonna talk. We're gonna stay on the Cardinals too, but we got a caller. Uh, Bud from Peoria, Peoria, Kansas. Hey, Kwame, thanks I, for taking my call, man. <laughs> no, he's in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, man. I'm in Arizona. Hey, you know, speaking of that, you know, the, the thing about Cam is, is that, you know, and then I have something about the quarterback, you know, hitting situation. But the thing about Cam Newton was, is you got to remember, he did play in the SEC. 
So they, they do have some screaming speed down in the SEC. I know you know that. So, but it's nowhere near the NFL, and I think that's what's, what's surprising. But I, I don't know if it was, was Cam that amazing, or do we see a Cardinal defense that has, whoa, man, with DRC gone? I mean, there was a lot of guys just streaking down the middle of the field. But, you know, when you have to blitz a guy to put pressure on him every time, I think you're going to create some openings, especially when he can, you know, roll out and, and it, you know, uh, elude coverage. I don't think Cam's going to have a 300-yard game passing again this year. Um, I, I think he's going to be a baller, don't get me wrong, because I think the kid only knows how to win, and that's what he does. You know, he got a lot of, he got a lot of knocks on him because, hey, he wasn't very smart or he didn't test very well in all these psychological tests and all these questions. Neither the kid I. just knows how to play the game. He's going to be a baller. Um, but Definitely. I, th- I think we did see, uh, and by the way, Bud from Peoria, Arizona, you want an energy force bracelet. It's a bracelet for a lady. It's a band for a guy. So it's awesome. a, it's yeah, a, you know, you know, Kwame uh, Bud's a good friend of mine. So I can take that bracelet for him. I'll, okay. I'll make sure. I'll make sure it gets to him. Okay. Well, he yeah, can't yeah, trust yeah. comic guys. Yeah. Can't trust comic guys. But, no, you know, excuse me. The thing is, though, what I noticed too is, you know, the the stuff that they're doing with the quarterbacks, as far as hitch, you guys talked a little earlier about it, but you know, I saw, you know, the, they had, I think, a couple you know, roughing the passer situations in you know, Cam Newton, I thought were pretty soft. But then I saw some of the hits on, on Monday night, you know, where just guys were getting blasted. You know, I don't understand that. You know, we talk about, and you guys talk about, you know, and then they put it on highlight reels and they do all that. I just don't know how the NFL can expect a guy like maybe Hainsworth or Sue. You know, and Dominican Sue is a beast. And, you know, when, when they get their motor running and they're 350-plus pounds, I mean, how do you expect these guys to stop at a dime? I mean, they're just not going to be able to do that. I mean, we've gotten so overprotective, and I understand it's because of the, it's a money game and it's, a, and it's a situation like that. But, I mean, you can't even hardly blow on a quarterback. I mean, just like if you just graze him. You know, they, now they've made him. Uh, Keep it clean. He's, once the quarterback throws the ball, he's an indefensible player like a punter. But, well, I, yeah, that's true. But I go to your, your initial comments. I think we watched the Cardinals defense that wasn't that good. I think Cam Newton, I really believe he had thrown for 300 yards. Again, this year, uh, he did set a rookie record for, what was it, 422, 422 yards. That's outstanding. You said yourself, this guy knows how to win. He hasn't lost a game since 2009. But they made every comment about him that he wasn't going to be successful in the NFL. I think a lot of guys are successful because they go to the right place. Most of them are, just, most of them are good, so they can play anywhere. But you put them in the right scheme, the right defense or offense, you are successful because you cater in that that situation around those guys and what he or she does best. I think Cam will, I think he will be a successful quarterback in this league, but there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way, and he has, you have to step back and let him learn, let him grow. When you blitz a guy like that, you make him get interceptions, and that's what a lot of defenses does. They blitz rookie quarterbacks or young quarterbacks, or when that second guy come in, we, we blitz him defensively because we want to see if he can make those mistakes on the run. He doesn't get all the reps that the number one gets in practice. He's not starting most of the year like the number one is starting. Um, but I think the Cardinals defense, under the new defense coordinator, Ray Horton, um, I think they have some work to do because you can't blitz. Kerry Rose is sorry, for one, the safety for the Arizona Cardinals. 888-346-9144. Kerry yep. Rose, if you want to call me. Um <laughs> Kerry Rose, you, you, you have a corner blitz. The safety has to get over top. There's no reason for you to look in the backfield. Yo, now your number one job is to take care of the, the receiver that's out there. The corner is blitzing. So mistakes like that have to get fixed, and I believe they, 
fortunately they got a, a win out of this situation because they did have a young quarterback. They did have a guy who had seven plays on a within the red zone and they couldn't get in. But Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers they score each quarter, but the fourth and that's the quarter you have to score in. Uh, we, we talk about quarterbacks and and how young they are. Well, there's a situation in Denver where they want uh, Tim Tebow to be the starting quarterback, but I think Cal Horton is the better quarterback. I think he managed football games where he doesn't lose them. Now, that was a game last night, and I think he was part of losing that game. But, you know, the second quarterback on your team is like your new girlfriend. She's always prettier. She's always richer until you play with her for a little while, and she's the same girl. Yeah, I mean, so anybody can scream for that second guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at the situation, I think you're right there. And the situation in Denver is not one where, it, you know, the problem is is that when you have the bar is so high in Denver and, and has been, you know, from a quarterback standpoint, because I still think they're still lingering from the Elway situation, and then they're leaving and lingering, and they still have this, you know, when, when, when uh, you know, Jake went there. You know, and they, they kind of had some success, but they're still still really zoned in, and that 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 fan base is so rabid for that quarterback to like be the person, and they think that Tim Debo is this this savior, this promised man. You know, and the problem is they see you know a similar pedigree in, Tim, in in Tebow is what you saw with Cam Newton. You know, you you see a, a guy that played in the SEC that won the Heisman Trophy that didn't take a snap from under center. You see a guy that 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 basically came from that, and the fan base is they're going. Jesus, look what's going on in Carolina. The guy comes out and throws for 400. Why can't we get the same type of player in here? But I agree with you. I think that if you're going to have there, – there is a process depending upon what the environment is for the quarterback to grow. Cam Newton's situation is there's nothing but up. A 2-14 and 14 team, there is zero expectations. So the, the, the putting a lot of pressure on him from a standpoint of you have to perform – it, it, it's more limited to where he can still grow as a starting quarterback in that spot and not feel like he has a lot of pressure. I mean, Derek Anderson isn't going to give him any pressure. Well, you know what? He's going to grow because they do have a new coach in um, in uh, Carolina, uh, Rivera, a defensive-minded guy. Yep. He's not going to play a whole huge part in what that offense does. So he hired, <clears throat> excuse me, he hired the right people offensively to, to help Cam grow. Cam and the head coach are first year guys in Carolina, and I think they're going to be fine, Alex. And uh, with respect to Denver, they traded away their potential stud quarterback and their potential stud wide receiver. They got rid of Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall. If Mike Shanahan would have still been there, or if John Fox was there, I don't think it would have been an issue. I think it was uh, I'm a bigger man than you uh, competition, so they got rid of the player and kept the coach. The coach is now gone. Jay Cutler can still be a stud in this league. He has a gun if he has weapons, like you saw in Chicago. I mean, the defense they were playing against was semi-lacking with Atlanta, but they traded away their top pick and their stud receiver. So they had a chance. They gave they gave up on him too early, and I think that they're uh, paying for it now with, with uh, a poor man's uh, Jay Cutler with Kyle Orton, who's older. Who, and they don't have uh, as good of receivers now, so I mean they're they're getting what they deserve after making that trade. Well, let me let me add this before somebody else go on. Uh, that organization itself, you, you mentioned they was having hangovers from John Elway. Well, they need to get over that. John Elway been gone for years, ten years if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Then you bring in uh, Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer was not a bad quarterback. When you try to keep a guy like Jake Plummer in the pocket, then you take away from what he does best. He gets out and roll and puts stress on the defense, especially linebackers. But then when Jake was there, they drafted um, Jake Cutler from Vanderbilt. So when you draft a guy that high uh, and he does all these wonderful things on the test, the Wonder Lick test, you want him to play right away. The fans were screaming for Cutler while Jake Plummer was there. So the fans are always... 
they are always an intricate part of these some of these decisions made and then it affects down it comes down to the player and maybe the management so they feel like they have to keep those fans in the seat and give them what they want we have about a minute left on this segment now I do want to say one thing about the Cardinals is um aside from one um one pass that Kevin Cobb shouldn't have made that he got away with with uh he threw he threw about a seven yard out at the, from the from the five yard line and almost got picked and walked into the end zone. He played really well. He he put some balls on the money when he needed to. To Larry Fitzgerald when they were driving to take the lead, he he surprised me and he played under control. He played really well, I think. Well, they gave why, up so why much. Why would for Cobb him. surprise you? I mean, I don't understand. Everybody. Well, let's say, hey, but go ahead. Sorry. We won't come back. We won't take a break. But we won't come back. But. Kevin Cobb, we gave up so much for him. He better plays well. He played seven games. I thought he threw well in Philadelphia until Michael Vick took over. You get more from Michael Vick, Kevin Cobb. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Kwame Lassen, Sports Talk. flagship station for sports voice america sports what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place it can be done and darnell autry proves it every week on outside the spotlight in this program athletes and artists come together to share their success stories hobbies professional projects and more that will interest not only the sports fan but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories if you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer listen for outside the spotlight fridays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america sports Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at Tough the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America <laughs> Sports. Alaska Sports Talk. We are live in Arizona. We going got a full house, got a full studio. Devil Debris, Alice Clancy, as always. We got a mic from SamuraiComics.com. We have Bud on the line. Bud just got himself a Energy Force band. You can go check out the. I don't know. Go check it out. I just bring you one. How about that? <laughs> no, seriously. If you want to go check out, check out the web page, website EnergyForceBand.com. See which one you like, and then get back with me, and you should have it in the mail. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. We were, Alex was talking about Kevin Cobb, and, and and he's still learning his Cardinals offense. I, I'm not surprised that he put those numbers up because I saw I seen that he did that in Philadelphia. Well, I mean, it's also easy when you throw a 70 yard touchdown pass on blown coverage, and your 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 running back that they're counting on this year to perform performed, well, you know, 90 yards and a touch. You know, the thing about Cobb is that you know everybody criticized and looked at this, and my take on this real quick, and then uh, you know I'll let you guys get to, but is 
let's let's remember that a year ago, before the season, that Andy Reid and, and a lot of people in the league think Andy Reid is one of the better coaches that's out there, and, and, and he's on the them. top of his game. That Andy Reid was willing to part with Donovan McNabb, trade him to a division foe, and say, "Cobb's my man." So I mean, when you have a coach like Andy Reid that's willing to basically put his team, his reputation, everything on the line and say, Cobb's my guy, that tells me a lot about what type of caliber quarterback that, that Andy Reid thinks that Cobb is. And, 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 and had, you know, had Cobb not gotten hurt and had Vic not all of a sudden exploded because Vic's just a, a freak, but I mean, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, Cobb's got this second back, you know, he's, he's sitting back here like, oh, he's not that good, he's not that good, and oh, the Cardinals give up too much. I'm like, I, I don't necessarily see it that way. I view it like mm-hmm. hell. We got. I think we got a. I think we got a hell of a great quarterback. Well, I mean, you look at Carolina gave. They gave up 21 points, 420 yards to a, a rookie quarterback in his first NFL game. DRC's not here. Uh, Donovan Nab hasn't been relevant. He hasn't been relevant. He's got a huge name still. They got to the NFC Championship game, whatever, three time, three years in a row. But recently, he hasn't produced jack. Donovan McNabb is a winning quarterback. They're just sending him around the lead to die. This guy went to six NFC championships. He was a winning quarterback. Went to a um, went to a Super Bowl, six NFC championship. I think he won five of them. He was a winning quarterback. Well, put me on a team that has some explosive players and receiver. I'm not. I've never said Donovan McNabb was the greatest passer ever. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's not. He throws a lot of balls to the dirt, a lot of balls to the ground. Uh, but he knows how to command an offense. Um, he has Patrick Peterson over there. Let that guy do the job. And then you throw the little outs and cuts and underneath routes. Over 39 yards. <laughs> exactly. And one. Yeah. And we talk about Kevin Cobb and you on his bandwagon, which is fine because I like Kevin Cobb. No. Well, he's in a first-year organization, too. Mm-hmm. He's in a first-year offense, and so is Donovan. Well, so I, I you got opposite ends on that um, as far as 39 yards, and Kevin Cobb had... 309 yards, two touchdowns. Well, I don't know any quarterback situation in Minnesota that's ever been good, except, uh, I don't even know, Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Yeah, when he went to the Super Bowl. No, I, um, I just reserved judgment with Kevin Cobb. Fran Tarkenton? I didn't, I didn't, um, that was before my time. I didn't, um, <laughs> Eric Kramer had some good years, right? Who did? Eric Kramer had some good years. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I reserved judgment with Kevin Cobb, but I mean, he just, he, he performed, you're right, the way he was, the way we thought he was going, the way people thought he would. I mean, and this is also not the best defense in the world. So we'll see what happens with Washington. Um, I think they play Washington next week. Yeah, let me ask you guys real quick because we need to get some Diamondbacks for Alex. Um, what team surprised you the most in the first week of the season? And I, I'll start with mine since so y'all can copycat. It's going to be mine is the, the Kansas Buff- Jayhawks. The Buffalo no. Bills beating Kansas City Chiefs. Fitzpatrick played lights out, four touchdowns. Guy went for about 400 yards, four touchdowns. That was outstanding. And and I've said the Buffalo Bills shouldn't go out and get a quarterback because the way he played last year, at the end of last year, he, there was not a, a lot of mistakes he made that cost their team games uh, in coming in as a starting quarterback. So I think the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs game, that was surprising. I'm going to say the Cowboys <laughs> for the reason is because they fell backwards instead of forwards. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that in their off season they were going to get their act together. I think they've got some excellent players, some great opportunities ahead of them, but they've got to get Romo figured out. Uh, he's got to get himself figured out in order for that team to move forward. 
they can um figure Romo out, just let him go, release him. He's mm-hmm. he's terrible. He's made too many mental mistakes for me. Yeah, starting he's, quarterback. He's got a pattern that's going that yeah. he's got he's got to get some help to get it broken. Yeah, I've never liked him, Alex. Um, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, that's a thirty-five to seven. Um, and um. The Ravens, who are not really known, uh, Anquan Bolden is starting to become their number one, like uh, a, a, a really, really solid um, uh, receiver for Flacco. And Joe Flacco is just showing every year that he's getting better and better. And they just annihilated that defense. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I just I was shocked. I was but uh, shocked. that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of good ones. The Dallas Cowboys is a surprise because everybody picked these guys to represent the NFC. Who I think Philadelphia Eagles will be that team to represent them. Uh, but Tony Romo haven't got it together yet, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defensively giving up that many points are surprises. Mike? Well, I was going to pick Buffalo, but you got that one. Oh, you so can, you can copycat. Yeah, Everybody uh, like to uh, copycat uh, me. Um, <laughs> but actually, Chicago, um, no, after no. the meltdown in the playoffs and stuff, how you know Cutler was going to respond. You know, I thought Lovey Smith was lucky to keep his <laughs> job last year. You know, I'm like, oh, it's going to fall apart this year, but they look pretty good. Lovey Smith and the, and the head coach for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they have some naked pictures of somebody in that organization yeah. that won't allow them to get fired. Marvelous. I think uh, you got to remember, Jay Cutler, he got sacked 52 times. So I'm not going to question that guy's toughness because he made it all the way to the playoffs, but then he had a, a knee injury. However serious it was, he had a knee injury. So I'm not going to question his toughness. Mm-hmm. But that was a surprise, too, also. Well, I got one more. But uh, <laughs> oh, real sorry, quick. Sorry, but, <laughs> sorry, sorry I, bud. I think my surprise game was... I really was really sp- Washington Redskins. Yeah, that's what I was going to pick. Good call. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I thought I thought what they did to the Giants and and how they played that baseball. game and their game plan and just they just basically dominated that game. Yeah, that was it, it was it was I know it was close, but I mean Washington just seemed like they were just the better team out there. They were because the Giants are missing like ten major players yeah. and um, you got Rex Grossman there. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think they going to get the Cardinals a run for their money and especially. Speaking of run, Tim Hightower over there, uh, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. We'll see. Uh, there's definitely a game you'll keep your eye on. Let's get baseball before we go. We've got about three minutes. Alex can get it in. Um, Diamondbacks. Five and two in their last seven. Um, average five runs almost, which is if you average five runs over an extended period of time, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Um, nine hits. You know, um, There was one huge one against San Diego where they hit two back-to-back. Uh, they hit back-to-back home runs against Heath Bell. Uh, to tie the game, send it into extras, which doesn't. Ha- he's le- he's let up two runs like eight percent of the time since he's been in the last 125 games. I think they said um, they're tied for the second best record in the um, in the NL. Um, now we were talking about this. Would you rather have the second best, have home field, and play uh, either Atlanta, play Atlanta? Or would you rather, or uh, Milwaukee, or would you rather play Philly first and just get out of the way? I like home field. I got you. Got to play at home. Anytime you can play at home, you're comfortable. Now um, bring in anybody you want to bring into the stadium. Mm-hmm. So to me personally, it don't matter. But being in the last seven games, five and two, and then last week before that, they were thir- they was twelve and one yeah. and thirteen games. So these guys has picked up a, a huge amount of distance between the number one and number two team. Yeah, they're eight and a half up. Um, and uh, they're actually turning it on. I thought that they were gonna. I thought they got hot too fast, uh, or too soon. But um, going into know, the playoffs. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Because this was a, this was 20 games back when they started. After they lost six in a row, mm-hmm. they started to turn it on, and they've lost like five games, four or five games since then. Yeah, and they which, went is, a, which is like nothing. A 10 game road streak. Um, they had to be on. So it's it's tough when you away for that long, 10 games, and you're professional. You have to do it, but. 
there's not a lot of major league teams that's going to do it, even the top ones, even Philly with the outstanding pitching they have. Yeah, so hopefully they can uh, keep it. They have, um, I believe, uh, 14 games left. So if they can, if they can go 10 and four, 11 and three, and just just ride this ride this fire into the playoffs, they, they might make some noise. If they win seven of those games, I would be satisfied. I'd be happy. Yeah, Kirk, that's Kirk. what they said about the, uh, the the Padres when they were up 10 with 10 to play. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not taking any chances. Uh, Kirk Gibson is he, he's doing a great job. Hopefully over there. he wins uh, Coach of the Year. Yeah, he, well, yeah, with I the Diamondbacks definitely. Anything before we get out of here, guys? Deborah? Uh, just something coming up uh, for me. Yeah, I've yeah. been working with uh, Andy Walker. He's going to be on Big Break coming up September 20th. We've got a uh, premiere parties on September 20th down at Gallagher's, 32nd Street and Baseline. Oh, Come like, join us. We like the parties. we definitely going to be there. Mm-hmm. 32nd and Baseline. Yep. Andy Walker on the Big Break. So we definitely going to do that. Mike, anything? Uh, no, if you have a chance, come by check out Samurai Comics. I know? will. I'll probably come to the one in Mesa. Cool. I'm over there in South Channel. Alex, I know you don't have anything, but go ahead. It's just great to see you, Kwame. <laughs> just great to see you. I'm glad I get to look at other people besides you. Hey, definitely go check it out. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming in. I'm telling you, you're yeah, welcome, great. Deborah, anytime. And I, I wouldn't you. mind it if you came in every week with Alex and myself. Mike, appreciate you stopping by, giving us a fan uh, perspective. Uh, you're you. welcome to stop by anytime. We'll get to your uh, comic shop. The new one is in Mesa, right? Yep. Okay. Outstanding. Hey, this the. Hey, what's up, Ray? Hey, this is Kwamala Sports Talk. <laughs> we be better. Hey, we can do anything we want. So, hey, you know what we need? Whomever's listening in charge, don't make me take over. We need another hour. Stuff go by too fast. We got a crunch time in. We got. Talk about Deborah's website and the things she's doing, and the guests that's coming in, PSS. my foundation, and all that stuff. I'm trying to run over time so I can get fined. Hey, this is Kwame, my Sports Talk. <laughs> Check out the fan page. for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.